0: When's was the last time you went to the dentist? If you listen to this show, you know my story when it comes to dentists, and it's not good. It's been a long time since I've been to the dentist, and uh, my teeth are shot. Um, not because I didn't go to the dentist, but because of Coke Zero. Pure and simple. Uh, I've ruined my teeth. Years and years of a Diet Coke addiction have led to me being in a really, really desperate situation when it comes to my teeth. I don't know. We, we, we've talked about that before. Um, if anything, it's nice to know I'm not alone millions. Millions of Canadians are going a very long time without seeing the dentist. StatsCan, in its latest report, says that a third of us, one in three Canadians, haven't seen a dentist in the past year. Why not? Because it's not cheap, primarily. That is the overarching reason. Cost money. A lot of people don't have coverage. If you don't have coverage, a lot of people just aren't going to the dentist. Of course, federal government's working right now on a national dental insurance plan. It's needed. Only half of Canadians have coverage at work. Now, when insurance is available, the number goes up. Again, the national average, 33% haven't seen a dentist in a year. When you pull people who have dental coverage, that goes up to 76% have seen a dentist within the last year. So, that seems to be one of the big features here. I'm sure there's other factors that come into play, but um, there's some other interesting breakdowns, too. So let's find out exactly what's going on and how important it is that we sort of buck this trend. We're going to chat with Dr. Elena Hernandez-Cousy, general dentist at the Cousy Dental Group. Uh, doctor, thanks for being here. Appreciate your time. Thanks so much. It's so very nice to be here. So now you only get to see the people who do come through the door, the 33%. But, um, are you seeing people that are stretching out the time in between visits? People who haven't been there in a long time? Is it, does this sort of stand up that like, yeah, it's not every six months like it used to be?
1: Well, I think uh, everybody's individual. So as we meet new patients, we'll ask them the question, when was your last visit? Why has it been, X, you know, this period of time? Did, or did you not have benefits? Did you not have, a, you know, an office that you... Sometimes it's the dentist retired, they just didn't go to a new office. Um, sometimes they met the new dentist and that didn't go well and then they're still looking. So sometimes there are other reasons besides not having insurance that people don't come in. And I find another big reason besides whether or not they have coverage is their attitude and their prior Experiences yeah. uh, regarding their dental care. Uh, fear is a num- is a really big reason why people don't see a dentist regularly. Some people who have perfect benefits and absolutely can afford it are still avoiding seeing the dentist. Um, and again, it doesn't get easier just by by delay- delaying. But uh, that is another big big factor. So sometimes when we just talk to the patient and understand why it's been a while, we get a better idea. So if it's finances, and let's say they don't have coverage, then of course you know following the examination where you find out. Kind of what are the priorities, we obviously want to try and and reduce pain for the patient, reduce loss of teeth wherever we can, and come up with a game plan. So when a person doesn't have insurance, we are obviously going to discuss uh, stages of treatment and doing it, you know, I guess budgeting. Uh, There are uh, companies that will finance things as well for them outside of uh, the dentist, helping them with uh, breaking up the payments and so on but um, encouraging the patient maybe they, they aren't aware they have dental benefits I mean I've had patients that I've met it's like oh yeah I forgot I probably should apply for that <laughs> And you know <laughs> so it, it's not always uh, someone who doesn't outright have it there are employers who don't offer it but they might offer something like a health spending account where the person can maybe have a, a few dollars towards something that is health related um, and that sometimes is what smaller companies will provide for their employees so you know it's just a matter of of talking and finding out what the the treatment that the person needs and kind of a budget of what that might be and then guiding them, navigating that whole process of what may be available and if it is not available and they're very low income, there are I mean, Alberta has a lot of programs in place for, yeah and uh we have to say i mean i hate to use the we're lucky uh term but i think we are as a province uh, compared to others who may not have these programs for especially seniors um they have uh, if they qualify again based on their income uh, they may have up to a $5,000 amount they can use towards dental treatment over a five-year period. So that is a you know kind of a really nice thing for seniors to have. And surprisingly, a lot of seniors just don't use it. You might meet a senior that hasn't seen a dentist for you know x number of years. Um, so unfortunately, things don't get better because you don't see the dentist. So uh, sometimes we we do encourage them to come in sooner and come in more regularly and and take advantage of prevention. Of course, you mentioned in your introduction. Yeah. I love that you know that you are aware of it now, I and mean, if you'd have known this beforehand, hopefully that would have changed your habit, or maybe for your family or your friends, that you can say, hey, you know, when you drink that Coke Zero, or, or these juices, or these energy drinks, or the double doubles that people love to have on, by their desk all day long, that's increasing your rate of decay, you're, you're you're more likely to have dental problems, as opposed to somebody who doesn't do that, and prevents, and uses fluoridated toothpaste, and sees the dentist, and has good dietary habits, and isn't a big snacker, and isn't, you know, slow in candy too many times a day, so
0: that's. You know always- what, Doc? I'd always heard the stories about papal rot. Right. I had no idea. I had yeah. no idea yeah. just how damaging it could be. Now, like I say, it's been a lot of years for me, but yeah. Um, yeah. I basically have no teeth in the back. Like they're they're they've crumbled, they've fallen apart, they've broken. It's yeah. it's awful. So I mean, I- yeah.
1: I see it daily. I, it's not like I'm unaware of it, and I think as dentists we have an obligation to include discussion of what is the person doing in their habits to understand how they're getting to the problem. So it's not just about, you know, blame, 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 but it's understanding how we can guide them and say, okay, so you have this habit, how can we do it in a different way that wouldn't hurt your teeth further? I mean, if you're going to continue to drink Coke Zero, can we drink it quickly and not and not have it in your mouth all day long? Right, yeah. Can we do it you know, less often? Can we drink water in between? Can we use high fluoride? toothpaste can we all kinds of things that we can do to help reduce the risk but uh, I think most dentists do have that conversation of diet and what it does and what we can
0: mm-hmm. do to help prevent right Oh, my dentist did. all those things yeah. you mentioned <laughs> yeah 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 some of the other findings uh, in the stats can survey I'm wondering if you if uh, you see the same sort of thing women far more well not far more but more likely than men to make regular visits like 70% to 60% like a 10% spread almost does yeah. that fit what you see
1: well, I think, I think in general we probably do see a little bit more women in the practice. I think almost often when you meet, let's say a patient that's been away from the dentist for a while and they have a spouse, it's almost always the woman who comes in first and then they kind of test you out and make sure you're, you uh, uh, you know, the kind of practice that they like and then suddenly, uh, the, the husband will roll in, you know, a few months down the road. Um, I mean, it's always, a, I ask the question when I see a bunch of cavities in somebody, I say, has your spouse seen a dentist and had a checkup because an interesting thing about bacteria is that it's transmissible. So the number one bacteria that causes decay is called strep mutan. So we all have it in our mouth. It's just a matter of how much we have. And if we feed it with a lot of Coke Zero or, or sugar, you know, that per puts the person at more risk. So that same bacteria that that person now has sort of trained to form all these bad cavities, can be transmitted to the spouse, so I always make sure that I invite them to think about having that person checked as well. So, and sometimes that that person is at low risk, and sometimes they're equally at high risk, and then we kind of uh, take care of both, and even kids, I think, in the family. I think it's important to, to make sure that if somebody has a an inordinate amount of, of decay, that you, you recommend that the family be checked. Yeah. yeah, But women do come
0: in more often by far. Yeah. Um It seems, seems to me like in a position like I know that I need a lot of dental work and I assume mm-hmm. that it's going to cost me a tremendous amount of money. But one of the mm-hmm. things you were saying is like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I really and I think that what you're talking about, there's no harm in going in and finding out. Right. Like yeah. that's that's the first step. Do that yeah. and start to solve yep. the problem. Like find out what you're talking about here.
1: Yeah. First game plan always I just literally as before. I took your call, like, uh, the patient, and there's a lot of decay. So we're dealing with the obvious things that we know we can treat. There's a couple of teeth that we cannot say We know that already, and we've already discussed that. When we get to that point and reevaluate things and kind of see, okay, what's next? Do we want to put in some partial dentures? Do we want to talk about implants? Do we? What are the options at that point for that person? Because when you're losing a few teeth, you obviously change your function. Your your front teeth aren't designed to, to really chew food. They're designed to cut the food. So if you're missing a lot of back teeth, well, we have to think about something to replace that. Yeah. And uh, and that's a discussion item. It's, it's like, how do you renovate your house? Well, you don't know the entire process in, in a day. You have to you know understand what was a priority and what's structurally sound and what what we can reuse and what we can't. So we think a lot li- like in a construction standpoint as far as health as to what is the best game plan for helping the, the individual.
0: Yeah, all good stuff. Doctor, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate well, appreciate
1: it. I appreciate that you're focusing on dental health. That's a wonderful thing, and I hope your reader, your listeners uh, appreciate hearing
0: some good advice. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure they did. Thanks so much, Doctor. Lovely. Take it, take care. Bye-bye. That's Dr. Elena Hernandez-Cousy, General Dentist, the Cousy Dental Group.